0: Hello, and welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. My name's Thomas. Thank you for being here tonight. In this evening's story, we'll journey to the beautiful Spanish city of Barcelona to experience the remarkable visionary architecture of Anthony Gaudi. This story was beautifully written by Nicole and soothingly narrated by Maria. Before that, I'd like to remind you that the best way to listen to the show is on our supporters' feed, Get Sleepy Premium. With over 500 full-length episodes, a weekly bonus episode exclusive to premium supporters, and an entirely ad-free listening experience, Get Sleepy Premium makes a good night's rest even easier to achieve. Tomorrow's bonus episode is all about a tranquil, simple day at a sunny beach in Crete. It's perfect if you're looking forward to an upcoming holiday in the sun yourself, or if you could just do with living out such an experience vicariously. Also, some of our earliest episodes are ones that I still hold most dear to my heart, and they remain some of my favourites to this day, so I would love for you to be able to hear them on Get Sleepy Premium. And you'll find all your favourite series, like our trips to the rainy day bakery and the awesome sci-fi journey, The Hypnos Conundrum, available in full on the premium feed. You get a seven-day free trial when you first sign up. For more information, go to getsleepy.com support, or just follow the link in the show notes. Thank you so much. Okay, friends it's time to get nice and relaxed, ready for our story. Just adjust your position if necessary, so that you're comfortable and in a good spot to enjoy some deep, nourishing breaths. And as you relax into the support of the surface below, Draw in a slow, steady breath, holding for just a moment. Then enjoy the release of a long, gentle exhale. And again, breathing in, holding at the top and gently exhaling back out. As you continue to breathe at a comfortable, relaxing pace, make a suggestion to your mind that you are breathing in peace, calm and serenity. And this serenity gradually filters into every cell of your body, bit by bit, with each deep breath in. And allow yourself also to let go of tension or concerns. As you softly breathe, back out. Breathe in peace, calm and serenity. Feel how it flows into your heart center and through your whole body. Exhale, tension. And any burdening thoughts, let them flow out and dissolve into thin air as you exhale. You can continue to breathe in this way for as long as you like. Meanwhile, I'll hand over to Maria for this evening's story. And remember, if you fall asleep at any time, you can always pick up wherever you left off on another night, so give yourself permission to do just that. Let's begin our story on a sunny afternoon in Barcelona.
1: breeze rolls down La Rambla, the main promenade, tempering the warmth of the Mediterranean sun. It's a beautiful day, and there are lots of people out enjoying themselves. Today is Marina's first full day in Barcelona and she has a Gaudí walk-in tour planned. Marina is a ceramic artist from Los Angeles who has always admired Gaudí's visionary approach to architecture. She is thrilled to finally be here to see it with her own eyes, and she's certain she will return home with all kinds of new artistic inspiration. She arrives at the meeting point early, so she has time to get something to eat. She decides to order one of her favorite dishes, tortilla de patatas, and sit and people watch as she waits. The tree-lined boulevard, is filled with vendors and delicious smelling street food. Marina fell in love with Tortilla de Patatas when she worked at a Spanish restaurant back in college. Tortilla is a an egg and potato omelette. It's simple, hearty and tasty and makes for the ultimate comfort food. As Marina takes the last bite of her tortilla, she notices a guide carrying a sign for her walking tour. She heads over and introduces herself. As she does, she notices a few other people start to join the group. They are all expressing how excited they are to finally see some of Gaudí's buildings and especially his famous Sagrada Familia Cathedral. The guide asks them all to circle up so she can begin the tour. She starts by offering some background information about Gaudí and going over the four buildings they will visit during the tour. She tells the group Antoni Gaudí, was born in 1852 in the Catalan region of Spain. At the age of 18, he moved to Barcelona to study architecture. Throughout his childhood, he was fascinated by patterns, especially organic patterns found in nature. This interest continued throughout his life and is reflected in his designs. Gaudí was considered to be a loner and an eccentric during his life, but also a visionary who could perceive space and geometry in a totally ingenious way. Craft was a significant element of his designs. Ceramics stained glass, ironwork, carpentry, and ceramic mosaics were integrated into his architecture in creative ways. Gaudí's work is influenced by nature, religion, and geometry. He became a champion of the Modernisme style, or Catalan Modernism, in the late 19th century. However, his work transcended the limits of any existing styles, as he was endlessly innovating and pushing the limits of what was possible. Gaudí was known to be obsessed with his craft and worked hard up until his death. Today, he enjoys global popularity and recognition as a renowned architect, Seven of his works have been declared World Heritage Sites and continue to attract many visitors from around the world. Before heading down the road to the first building, the guide pauses to see if there are any questions. The group chats for a few minutes and continues to stroll down the wide pedestrian boulevard. The light breeze rustles through the trees and a delicious scent of cinnamon and sugar wafts in the air as they pass by a vendor selling churros. Marina can't help but quickly buy some to enjoy as they walk. She closes her eyes and takes a warm, crunchy, sugary bite of the fried pastry and smiles with satisfaction. Their first stop today is the Palau Güell. Built from 1885 to 1890, Palau Guel was Gaudi's first commission by his longtime patron, Eusebi Guel. It is a private mansion built in a highly desired district of the city. The street it was built on was actually the first street in Barcelona to be paved and to receive a drainage system. The Palau Güell served two purposes, to house Güell's large family and to host high society events. The home is centered around the lavish central hall, where Güell would entertain guests. His visitors would enter the home via horse-drawn carriages through a large iron gate. The animals were housed in the downstairs stables while the guests were led to the receiving room. The exterior of the Palau is somewhat simple, while the interior is highly decorated. The main party room has holes in the ceiling where lanterns were hung to resemble a starlit sky. Gaudi was known for his creative and innovative design elements like this. Despite the simplicity of the building's exterior, Gaudi still managed to make it creative. He expertly combined stonework, ironwork, and ceramics to create an appearance that resembled the Florentine palaces of the Renaissance. The entrance doors were adorned with symbolic elements. These alluded to its strength and to the economic and cultural Renaissance experienced by Catalan societies. While Palau Guell represents Gaudí's early career, there are many elements in the design that he continued to develop in the years to come. Here you can notice his ingenious and inventive use of space, also visible in his approach to design that is both aesthetic and functional and you can see his clear integration of organic patterns that were inspired by nature. As the group moves beyond the Palau Guel, Marina notices the warmth of the afternoon sun on her skin and the feeling of the street below her feet. She is so grateful to finally be here, in Barcelona, on this tour, learning about one of her artistic heroes. The next stop on the tour is Casa Batlló, a project that Gaudí worked on between 1904 and 1906. Mr. Batlló, the owner of the house, gave Gaudí full artistic control of the project. This included completely overhauling the facade and converting the inside into a true work of art. Locally, this building is known as Casa dels Ossos, or House of Bones, because its architectural structure has an organic, skeletal quality. Gaudí's nature-inspired designs became more and more refined over the years. He was endlessly inspired by tree trunks, bones, and adapting the language of nature into functional forms. There are few straight lines in the Casa Baggio design, as Gaudí preferred the aesthetic of curves. Much of the facade is decorated with colorful mosaics composed of broken ceramic tiles. The rainbow tiled roof of Casabadio undulates as if to mimic the back of a dragon or dinosaur. It has a whimsical fairy tale feel. The dragon roof looks like a character that could easily come to life and fly through the sky at any moment. Some have speculated that there are symbols of St. George and the dragon integrated throughout the house. In mythology, St. George was the man who slayed the dragon and has come to represent many underdog cities and locations, including Catalonia. The ground floor of the house is also whimsical and surreal. It has irregular oval windows and undulating stone walls that give it a sense of spaciousness and flow. Despite the organic feel and curving forms, it is extremely functional and innovative. In fact, Gaudí was known to pioneer architectural techniques that would not become mainstream until at least a century later. At various times, Gaudí's work was classified as being art nouveau, Gothic revival, and modernisme. Yet, he defied being restricted by labels and was a true innovator and creative genius. He demonstrated an advanced understanding of structure and form and refined older styles by pioneering new techniques and aesthetics. His designs were efficient, dynamic, wildly creative, and pleasing to the eye. While never adhering to any specific style, Gaudí's works are known for their reverence for nature, organic forms, and harmonious, playful designs. After walking out of Casa Marina beams with inspiration and awe. She can hardly believe how unique and beautiful the design of the House of Bones is. It's one thing to read about it and see pictures of it online, and a totally different experience to see it in real life. To her, it feels like she is exploring a charming and sophisticated gingerbread house. As an artist, she appreciates how the house is playful and eccentric, while also being a beacon for functionality and design smarts. She takes some time to stare at the house on the way out, as if trying to fully capture it in her memory. As she does, a light breeze comes and scatters her short hair around her face. She skips ahead to catch up with the group as they continue up the road. Next on the tour is Casa Mila, an apartment building built between 1906 and 1912. Casa Milá is characterized by its self-supporting stone facade. This structure allows for larger windows and more natural light in the units, along with greater flexibility with the interior layout of a space. The unique design was mocked in its time for its futuristic look and was nicknamed La Pedrera or the Stone Quarry. In the early 1900s, the de Gracia was a prominent avenue in Barcelona. Full of iconic and exclusive buildings, it also became home to some of the most prestigious members of society. These wealthy residents commissioned the most eminent architects to design homes that would make a statement and garner them acclaim amongst their neighbors. In line with his usual style, Gaudí designed a prominent terrace full of curves and a rooftop with the sculptured chimneys. Some chimneys resemble a chiseled swirl while others are honeycombed or arabesque. While all of these features serve a specific architectural function, they are also real sculptures covered with broken marble, glass, and ceramic that Gaudí wanted to recycle. His attention to detail and combination of function and fine art are on full display here. The design of Casa Milá is meant to be a constant curve, both outside and inside. It consists of two buildings, which are built around two courtyards that provide light to nine stories. The layout is shaped like an asymmetrical number eight as the sizes and shapes of the courtyards are all unique. In this way, Gaudí continued to innovate and develop his own designs. The Sagrada Familia, Gaudí's masterpiece, and the group's final stop is visible from the terrace. The excitement of finally heading over to the Sagrada Familia is palpable amongst the group. Marina has seen its distinctive spires on the horizon since arriving in Barcelona, but has yet to see it up close. As the group has a bit of walk to the cathedral, the guide offers some background information as they go. She tells them that construction began in 1882. A year later, when the original architect resigned, Gaudi took over as the chief architect. This transition shifted the vision of the project as Gaudi transformed the plans to his combination of Gothic and curvilinear Art Nouveau style. While Gaudí would dedicate the rest of his life to this project, at the time of his death, in 1926, the project was less than 25% done. Construction of the Sagrada Familia was so slow because it relied on private donations. The project was interrupted by the Spanish Civil War in 1936, as revolutionaries damaged the building and partly destroyed original plans and models. It took nearly 15 years to piece the fragments of the master model together, delaying the project until the 1950s. Gaudí knew that the Sagrada Familia would not be completed in his lifetime so he made very careful models to ensure his vision would come to life one day. This is why people were so dedicated to faithfully restoring his models after the damage sustained during the war. His intention in designing the Sagrada Familia was to write the history of the entire Catholic faith in one building, Gaudí was a devout Catholic who aspired to create the perfect temple and present the life of Jesus and the history of faith. Many years later, the Sagrada Familia is still under construction. Once completed, it will be the tallest building in Barcelona and the highest church in the world. The group is very close to the cathedral now. Its beauty and uniqueness is apparent as they reach the nearby plaza. Marina can feel her skin prickle and heart skip a bit as she takes it all in. She has to stop for a moment and take a few deep breaths to ground herself. She has been waiting for this moment for years and does not want to miss anything. As she breathes, she silently expresses gratitude for this incredible once-in-a-lifetime experience. The guide continues to offer her explanation so the group understands what they are looking at She explains how the cathedral has three façades and 18 towers, each one of which is dedicated to an important biblical figure. The steeples on the nativity façade feature tops that are like geometric cubist forms, which were popular in Spain in the 1930s. One shape, which resembles an hourglass, is featured prominently throughout the Sagrada Familia. This shape provides a structural support and visual pleasure. Marina is particularly amazed by the tall intricately carved stone spires that stretch high into the sky. She notes that they resemble pointed churros crowned with sculpted steeples. There is so much personality just in the exterior of the building. She can't wait to go inside and see what magic lies there. As soon as Marina walks into the cathedral, she is met with an amazing play of light and color. The sunlight streaming through the stained glass windows creates an ethereal and sensory experience of wonder and awe. She turns around and notices how the interior columns resemble tall branching trees that stretch up into the ceiling. Gaudí wanted the interior to feel like a forest, which was meant to be a metaphor of how men could be closest to God. The feat of engineering undertaken to achieve this vision must have been incredible. Just like Gaudí's earlier constructions, there are no straight or flat surfaces in the Sagrada Familia. Gaudí saw each space as a sculpture. Here, the columns change from square bases into octagons and helicoids, and eventually to circles. Various geometric forms intersect to create ever-changing surfaces. Even the detailed work, which includes iron railings and stairways and ornamentation, are full of playful curves and creative expressions as if space somehow exploded into art. Marina slowly moves through the interior of the church, wanting to take in every single incredible detail, an ounce of genius. It's unlike anything she has ever seen before, It feels endlessly inspiring and fascinating. She can really appreciate how Gaudí applied all of these experimental findings into this masterpiece. The church appears to be structurally sound, harmonious, and aesthetically refined. An immense level of detail and craftsmanship are on full display the organic, nature-inspired design elements are seamlessly woven into the whole. His dedication to this project is clear, too. She remembers how he had to find his own money to continue construction. Even through the hardships of civil war, vandalism, economic crisis and personal challenges up until the end of his life. Gaudí spent the last 43 years of his life engrossed in the design and construction of the Sagrada Familia. The cathedral today is not only an emblem of Barcelona, but is also known and visited by millions of people across the globe. It was and continues to be a highly complex, innovative, and masterful endeavor of artistic vision and architectural skill. The tour guide gathers the group together to say goodbye. She invites them to stay and marvel at Gaudí's masterpiece as long as they would like, and to really savor the many special details. Marina decides to do just that. She heads back over to the stained glass window and watches the refractions of color and light bouncing off the stone floors and dancing around her skin. She wants to let this feeling Deep in, She closes her eyes for a moment and takes some deep, full breaths, feeling the sunlight against her skin and wanting to be fully present here. Marina expresses her gratitude for this beautiful day quietly to herself wishing she could slow down time and stay in this mesmerizing place forever.